0: before and many times we're reminded of this but reminder is beneficial for the mu'mineen beneficial for the believer and at times we need to be reminded because it brings our mind back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and back to the Quran and to the ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed regarding certain circumstances that come on our life and that quality is the quality of sabr. sabr can be of many types the quality of sabr which is patient speak about that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Quran we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then many a time in our lives we see that calamities befall us and some people question these calamities and these difficulties and the question that they, they pose is very un-Islamic in the sense that they ask why me? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have to do this to me? And then they start questioning that the faith that they have. I believe in Allah. I believe in Allah. And I believe in the last day. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are many people who do not believe in Allah. Many people who do not worship Allah. But it couldn't come to them, but it came to me. Now this is a very dangerous question. We are questioning the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But before we get there, let's look in the Qur'an. What does the Qur'an tell us about this? What, why does this happen? Allah subhanahu says in the Qur'an, "Ahasiban Amanna Allah subhanahu says that people say we believe. Is that enough? In the time of Rasulullah, we know in Medina there were many people, but some were termed as hypocrites. A hypocrite is a person who acts like he's a Muslim, but in his heart there's kufr. He does not believe in Allah, he is just there for benefit. So he's scared that the Muslims would take his wealth or he might have to become Muslim. So he poses as a Muslim, lives among the Muslims, but he's not a Muslim himself. They also said, We believe. They also said, we believe. So what differentiates a true Muslim from a hypocrite? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is the same test we are going to put you through. أَحَسِبَ Nasu ayyut Raku. Do people think that they say, آمَنَّا They'll say, we believe. And they'll be left alone. hum la yuftanun, And they will not be tested in that, in that statement of theirs. Allah subhanahu says وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Definitely We have tested the people That were before them Those who said we believe We have tested them And we found them to be true Then Allah subhanahu says By this test We differentiate those people who believe From those who do not believe Those who are true Muslims And those who are hypocrites By this test We separate the two and this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this will come, this will happen to us in our life. Trouble will come, difficulties will come, calamities will befall us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this is a test from us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test us. And it is not that it only befalls us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests all the Muslims. And Allah in this verse told us that He, told, he tested the people before us of the previous nations. Let's not go that far. Let's just go up to the time of Rasulullah when Rasulullah was still alive. The sahaba radiallahu anhum, who were with Rasulullah who believed in him, they worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But this was a thorn on the side of the mushrikeen, the polytheists, and the non-believers that they could not, they could not stand Muslims on in, on the face of the earth. So once they decided to gather their forces and wipe out Muslims from their face of the earth. So they came with the allied forces and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala <clears throat> describes the emotions and the uh, and the situation of the Muslims at that time. Allah Subhanahu says "Idha min wa min Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says that so many people came. They came from all sides. It seemed as if they're raining from the top and coming from the uh, from underneath them. When they came from on top of you and below you, from beneath you, from all sides, And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling them that their eyes rolled back in fear. And the hearts reach up to their throats out of fear. And Allah subhanahu wa says, the shaitan started whispering thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their hearts. Doubts. What if? What if? What if? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says At that juncture And at that moment Allah subhanahu wa says The true Muslims were tested A real test was put to them And they were shaken to their core Because of the test But they were steadfast And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let them prevail Because they were steadfast So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test us In our life And it's going to happen continuously and the reason for that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously wants to test us if we are true to the faith. And if we are true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the promise we make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we say, when we say La ilaha illallah, we will not worship anything besides you. Are we still true? It is like a product that is brought into the market and we say it's been tested and proven. It had passed all tests. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants those believers. Allah wants those mu'minin and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to differentiate between them and the liars and this can come in any form calamity can come in any form Rasulullah sallallahu aayhi wa sallam says it's been reported by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu Rasulullah sallallahu aayhi wa sallam says ma yazalu albala'u bilmu'mini walmu'mina fee nafsihi wa waladihi wa maalihi hatta yalqa allahu ma'alihi And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test us. Sulasallallahu Allah says that continuously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test the believing men and women. Continuously Allah will test the believing men and women fi nafsi in themselves, in their bodies, in, in, in with regards to themselves. Wawaladi and with regards to their children, mali, and with regards to their wealth. And Allah will continuously keep testing us and testing us and testing us until when? When will it be, when it will end? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hatta Until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to expect it to come. It's going to come in many forms, many shapes. We don't know how it's going to come, but we know it's going to come. Until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is the purpose? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحَتَّى اللَّهَ وَمَا عَلَيْهِ <خطيئة> And there is not even one single sin in His deeds, in His book of deeds. So by this, Allah is cleansing us. Allah is making us stronger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making us steadfast and firm on the right path. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is leading us down this line until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that fi nafsi, calamity and difficulty will come in, uh, to you, with regards to yourselves, Umm Salma radiyallahu anha mentions, Umm Salma radiyallahu mentions that there is one hadith she mentions. The to Rasulullah sallallahu as-samiyya kull. She said, "I heard Rasulullah sallallahu as-samiyya say, say Ma'amin Muslim tucibhu musibah fayakul ma amar Allah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. allahumma ma fi musibati wa khlu minha illa akhluf Allahu lwa minha.'" she says that if any calamity befalls any person but he says that which allah commanded him to say which is inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun allah subhanahu says in the quran allatheena itha asabatuhum musibatu qalu inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun ulaika alayhim salawatu min rabbihim wa rahmah wa Ulaikahum al-muflihun ulaika al allah subhanahu says if any calamity befalls you then say inna wa inna that we are from Allah and to Allah we will return and whoever says this and also makes this dua Allahumma fi musibati wa minha that oh Allah reward me for this difficulty of mine and grant me something which is better illa minha except that Allah will grant him something which is better and she says her own story that when we migrated Abu Salma radiallahu anha, anhu and Umm Salma radiallahu anha migrated to Medina and after some time Abu Salma radiallahu passes away Now Umm Salma radiallahu anhu is devastated she says that you know he was such a great husband there is no one equal to him but then Rasulullah sallallahu said to read this dua and he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give me something which is better but I do not see anyone, I do not see anyone who is equal to Abu Salman radiallahu anhu. The first household, the first family to migrate to Medina for the sake of Allah. Where will I find someone like this? But she says, I read this dua. The Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa instructed me to read. And because of this dua, after some time, a proposal of nikah came directly from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I got married to Rasulullah. And she says, Definitely, Allah has given me someone better. There is no one better than Rasulullah. And I thought there was no one better than Abu Salma. But Allah has definitely given me someone better. So, the hadith, the calamity will befall us with regards to ourselves and our children. The second word comes waladi, our children. Usama bin Zayd mentions, that Rasulullah sallallahu was sitting in a gathering in the masjid. A messenger came from one of his daughters saying that my son, he is about to breathe his last. So come quickly. Rasulullah sallallahu sends a message back, not only to her, but to the entire ummah till the day of judgment. And this is to, is, is to make us understand one simple principle. And what Rasulullah ﷺ says, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا أَخَذَ وَلَهُ مَا أَعْطَى وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ عِنْدَهُ بِأَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى فَالْتَصْبِرُ وَالْتَحْتَسِبُ That verily, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's belonging. Whatever Allah gives, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, everything has a time limit. Every single thing has a time limit. Whether we're talking about ourselves, the life we have, the car we, we drive, the house we live in, the phone we use, every single thing Allah gives us, it's a ni'mah for Allah, from Allah, and everything has a time limit. It's ticking, the seconds are ticking. But when it goes away, when Allah takes that ni'mah away, what do we do? wal tahtasib. Rasulullah is encouraging his daughter, have patience and hope for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then she sends a message back. She emphasizes that please come. Rasulullah gets up from the gathering. With him is Sa'ad bin Ubadah radiallahu anhu, Mu'adh bin Jabal radiallahu anhu, Usama bin Zaid radiallahu anhu, and many other people. They all get up and proceed to the house of Rasulullah's daughter. And the child was put in Rasulullah's lap. And the words of the hadith is, that the child's soul the, the, the soul was jumping, meaning it was about to breathe its last, it was having a hard time breathing. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is holding the child and tears is flowing down the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Saad when he sees this, he asks, Mahadaya Rasulullah, what is this? The tears that are flowing down your eyes. Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam said, Hadi rahma, rahma. this is mercy. Allah has placed it in the in His merciful servants. What do we learn from this part of the hadith? It means that we are human. Our hearts are not made out of stone. We are not statues, we are not robots. We have feelings, we have emotions. When this calamity befall us, these calamities befall us any time any time we face difficulty with regards to ourselves or our family, we will be emotionally affected. It is okay to shed a few tears, but it is not okay to question the a- actions of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, just because a person is shedding a few tears or he's feeling down, doesn't mean that he does not have sabr. It will happen, but still, a person should be steadfast and hope for reward from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, there, Rasulullah Sallallahu promised. That calamities will befall you with regards to yourself and your children and your wealth. But what do you do? We turn to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We say, "Inna ilayhi wa inna ilayhi raji'un," and we say, "Allahumma ajrni fi musibati wa khlufi khair minha." And definitely, Allah will give us something better. Just to cap it off, I'll mention one last hadith. When Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was passing by one of the cemeteries in Medina. And there was a lady there, she was crying over a grave. Her child had passed away. And she was shedding tears. Rasulullah sallallahu told her, have patience. She did not look up, she, did not, she does not know who, said, who, said it, who, said that, who made that statement. She says, you do not know the, the calamity that has befallen me. Rasulullah sallallahu carries on. Afterwards, some, uh, some, some person tells her that that was Rasulullah sallallahu that was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Then she goes to seek forgiveness for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi So she goes to his house. And then she requests his presence. And then she tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi I did not know it was you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi makes a statement there. He says, "Inna That when a person has sabr, it's going to be at the first strike. When immediately the calamity falls upon us, that is when sabr is really enacted. That is when we are supposed to have patience, not after after a year or two years. If someone passes away in our family, we wail, we cry, we question the 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 action of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. After a month and two, we say, "I'll make sabr." Everyone makes sabr at the end. The sabr the sabr is actually counted immediately at the first strike of difficulty. In الصَّبْرُ عِنْدَ الصَّدْمَةِ ula. And on a lighter note, the sabr, as I mentioned, it can come in many forms. When we are angry with someone, we also have, should have sabr. Not because if someone makes us angry, and he's bigger than us, or stronger than us, and he, we know if we mess with him and we are going to get a, a few punches, then we say, okay, I make sabr," But there's someone who's younger, and then we want to show our strength. A friend of mine, he mentioned that he was going for Jummah, and with him, he was, there was another friend of his, and possibly he was also Pathan. He says this, this friend of his, he was a little bulky, and he had a very hot temper. So they came to the parking lot of the masjid, and immediately another car pulled up, and they were both trying to get to one place, possibly one parking. Now this car goes, they both accelerate at the same time, brake, accelerate, brake. Now he, he gets a little angry. He gets out of the car. And he says from the other car, a, a small Bangl- Bangladeshi uncle gets out of the car also. So he looks down upon him, he says, see me after Jumu'ah. So the uncle looks at him and he says, see me now. <laughs> he says, see me now. So he says, okay, you can, you can go, you can go. This highlights that we like to show our strength and we like to uh, show our emotions, etc. when there are people younger than us or smaller than us or those who we think we can overpower. But sabr, again, in الصَّبْرُ عِنْدَ is when the calamity or anything we don't like first befalls us. Sabar is to be practiced at that time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand this. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to practice and propagate what has been said. Subhanallah, bihamdi, hamdi. Subhanakallah, la ilaha illa anta nastafiruqa wa bulake. Please pray your sanaa.